Get your Xperia XZ Premium smartphone from Sony today, on plan or outright, from Telstra, Vodafone, Virgin Mobile, Optus, JB Hi-Fi and Sony, with world-first smartphone technology, like super slow-motion video playback and 4K HDR screen that delivers lifelike colour and definition. A camera so advanced, it captures images the human eye can't see. For details and T's and C's, visit sonymobile.com forward slash au. Merrickville, 104.9, Triple M. Where am I? Welcome to Merrickville. Oh, you bloody little Aussie legends. Welcome to the show. It's Wednesday, and I've got a packed full show for you today. Lots on. I'll be joined by comedian Cam Knight later on this afternoon. I'm also going to give you a snapshot of uncovered Sydney history. Incredible story. You're going to love it. I know it sounds boring, but I'll make it funny or I'll make it boring and then I'm, try to make it funny. I Shut cannot, up, I cannot wait for the rest of our listeners in Merrickville to finally experience what I get on a daily basis, which is you spouting ridiculous knowledge about the history of Sydney at me. But you don't want to learn? It's good no, stuff, man. No, I don't man. care. But I'll make it funny. All right. Well, that, we'll see. Oh, shut up. Mick Fanning's coming in. <laughs> Mick Fanning. Yeah, you know Mick Fanning? What did he do? What's he done that you haven't, Liam? He's won three world titles. Yeah, yeah. The other thing. Uh, he was born in Penrith. The other thing. Uh, oh, he punched a shark. Damn right. <laughs> He's going to come in here. He's going to be in next. Now, about a week or so ago, I was talking about a car that I'd spotted, the new Mercedes-Benz X-Class Ute. That's right. Mercedes have developed a Ute, and they will be bringing it to Australian shores early next year. And I was having a chat about it. Turns out... I've just got the bloody ambassador just walk into the studio. Mick Fanning, welcome to the studio. Oh, yeah. good how good's that? So we were having this discussion only two weeks ago about how the Australian market will uh, will embrace the Mercedes-Benz X-Class Ute, and you're bloody here, I'm here. as the ambassador. <laughs> yeah. Have you got one already? Have you driven no, one? No, I haven't. No, we, uh, I went to Stuttgart uh, in Germany uh, probably about a month or so ago, and we did the photo shoot. Um, I didn't get to drive it, but um, it was just stuck in the studio, but the thing looks pretty good. It's kind of weird that I've started this conversation uh, without even setting up who you are, uh, your surfing credentials, talking about surfing, talking about sharks, or talking about anything else. I'll just go straight into you've got a car. You've yeah. been to Stuttgart. It's a new car. <laughs> so you you go to Stuttgart, and then what are they? Obviously, I mean Germany, a massive surfing nation. Um, they would have been pretty. Actually, we we actually went. Um, we drove down from uh, Stuttgart after doing the shoot, and we went to Munich and did the uh, river wave. Oh, What's yeah. that? It's like a stationary wave just in the middle of Munich. It's uh, it's pretty wild. Um, right man, next, man right next to the camping. No, it's in yeah. a natural river. Right next to the camping ground where all the pissheads stay for Oktoberfest. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's a combination of great things, isn't yeah, it? Amazing. Get pissed, do some inland surfing. There you go. What <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, better? <laughs> but what's it, what car did you uh, first have when you were growing up as a young bloke, uh, heading to the beaches my, to surf? Yeah, my first ever car was a Ford Laser, actually. Like, oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's Mum's car. Nah, it was mine. <laughs> I uh, I got my first paycheck from a sponsor, and I just went straight down and bought a, a car. It was the, the only one I could afford. Yeah, so, yeah. obviously not uh, not a very big sponsor. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was only young. Come on, I just got my piece. Yeah, it's got a paycheck and to go down to get a laser. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what color car was it? It was cream, actually. Yeah, Ooh, cream really, laser. Really flattering. On yeah. special, I would <laughs> imagine. Yeah, probably was. Uh, and what about with your boards and stuff like that? How'd you get around with, with surfboards and a laser? Uh, just put down the back seats. Yeah. Yeah. At yeah. the window, a bit of, a little bit of it out the window. Uh, no, it's actually fit all right. Are you a car enthusiast, Mick? Um, I have been over the years. Now I sort of just, um, I'm happy just to cruise around in 
you know, something comfortable. Well, when you say that, what you actually mean is the Mercedes-Benz X-Class Ute. There's a yeah. few people outside <laughs> the studios just going, he's talking about the Ute is what he's talking about. Um, do you, how do you think Aussies will embrace this? Do you see surfers and, and people like you being able to use these Utes and, and pick them up? Because I know that we were talking about how well-priced-pointed they seem to be when they come into Australia. Like people, tradies are going to be able to buy these. For sure. Yeah, well, I think I think over the last sort of... Uh, you know, five, six years, you've seen how many people are buying utes, Mm -hmm. especially tradies. Um, And for me, it's perfect too, because I can just throw all my boards and all my wet stuff in the back and, you know, keep the the front smelling really clean. Uh, But uh, yeah, look, I've had uh, utes in the past and I loved them. Yeah. It's a perfect car for me. Mate, it's a, it's a good little thing that you've got going on with Mercedes there, but I, no doubt, you know, throughout your career, you've had so many uh, offers for endorsements, and particularly since the incident in J-Bay with Shark, I'm, I can only imagine some of the crazy product endorsements that you've been asked to do. Can you shed some light on some of those people <laughs> just going, you know what you should endorse? Oh, there's been some wild ones. Luckily, they sort of all get deterred through uh, management, which yep. is, is good, so I don't see them all, but there's some pretty good ones that come over uh, Instagram and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I sort of, I don't want to mention them in case I embarrass them. Or well, I, I just thought about, like, there's somebody from a security grill, that would have been obvious, going, just get on the phone! Bring him now! A Chinese yeah. company doing shark fin soup. Yeah. Oh, we should get that Mick Fanning guy. Oh, find him. Let's, yeah. let's finish that. Right now, too, Ford Laser just going, Mr. Bus. Oh, I had no idea. Um, so you you have obviously you've got uh, a license to drive. You are into water sports, but what other sports do you enjoy, Mick? When you're not kind of you know in your own leisure time, do you play golf? Do you? I hate golf. You're probably it's not the losing one, any friends saying that. Yeah, it's probably the one sport that I actually hate the most. But um, is it because you shitted it? Nah, like I played for a while. I just, I just every time I finished, so I just had a. You're good at it, but you, but you don't like I it. That's say even worse. It's good, but um, I just got a headache after it. It just wasn't enjoyable. <laughs> Have you tried drinking? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I just get more into the drinking side of it and forget the game. So I yeah. just walk off. Um, now, nah, look, I'm, I'm into f- pretty much all sports. You know, footy. Yeah. All all the codes of footy. I love watching. Um, you know. When I am home, I'd love to play touch footy with, with the boys at home. Um, yeah. And then... Do you have to be careful Actually, I, th- I think your two teams are going up against each other this weekend in the NRL. Tigers-Panthers. You're a Panthers man? Mm, yes. Oh, yeah, Panthers-Tigers. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, oh. Battle of the Cellar Dwellers there. <laughs> hey, we're almost no, in you're, the eight. Yeah, We're yeah, doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> we're bouncing back. Not so much. No. When you're playing those kind of recreational sports, do you have to be careful about, you know, injuring yourself because... You know, you've got a professional sporting career. Yeah, I, I have hurt myself. I've rolled an ankle here and there um, playing indoor soccer and, and stuff like that. But, you know, you, you know the risks. Yeah. Are you good at other sports, Mick? You know, like Shane Warne, um, or my, some people might not know this, but other than being a, a pretty handy cricket player, he's also very good at AFL as a junior. Okay. And yeah, and there was actually potential uh, for Shane to be picked up by the recruits at St Kilda Football Club for AFL. Wow. Yeah, so I, then I think he had a few pies. Yeah, and right. then, uh, <laughs> Shane. Picked the perfect sport. <laughs> yeah. um, is, there, is there another sport that you reckon you could have had a crack at? Uh, as a kid, I loved playing soccer. Um, I sort of, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Made a couple of rep teams, but I don't think I was ever, uh, you know, getting picked up for A-League or anything like that. Um, 
but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Is it is it difficult to try and uh, you know get coaching for a sport? Like, because I'm thinking with surfing, right? It's not like a, it's not like soccer or any code of football at all, where you have coaches and you have that constant, you know, you have drills and you have all those kind of methodologies that you follow to make you good at it. With surfing, you just got to kind of teach yourself a bit, don't you? Um, I think initially you can. You like, uh, I had a coach for you know my years when I was going for world titles and stuff like that. Um, what do they say when you're surfing? They say, be more gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> get, get more tube. Throw more shuckers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we would sort of, it, it was always good just to have um, an extra set of eyes on the beach, but also he'd, he'd come up with, um, you know, just different techniques or, you know, and just sort of um, more so like when it comes to competition days, just having some, an extra set of eyes on the beach, he might see one thing, I'll see something else and we'll come together and, um, try and figure out the best plan of attack for that, uh, time. Um, but also he would just be throwing new, fresh ideas at me all the time, which sort of kept it really exciting, kept it really fun. What, when you say like, you know, for somebody who doesn't surf and there'd be a lot of people listening, don't, when you say new and fresh ideas, isn't it just sort of like just get out there and catch the wave. I mean, is, what's, what's the other idea? Get out there and catch the wave, but do it with more flair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, give, no, give look, some panache. yeah, it's like any other sport, you know, it's like if, you know, uh, the average, no blow just goes to a footy player, just go out and kick the footy or pass it, yeah. you know, or tackle that bloke, you know, there's, there's all different little games and ships that can go into it. And, um, you know, and then just, adding, I guess, different combinations on different ways. Yep. And, um, so there is a, there is a little bit more behind it. I'm joined this afternoon uh, by surfing legend, Mick Fanning, and also a brand new ambassador for the Mercedes Benz X-Class Ute that we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you can go online and see, uh, Mick, there's some photos of Mick sitting in the cabin of the Mercedes and clearly not driving it. He's just in a studio and mate, that is the worst acting of a driver I've ever seen. I was, I was actually checking in the navigation. <laughs> You're not even looking at the I windshield. was. I was checking the navigation. You're not allowed to drive when That's you're checking the navigation. Oh, as I said, I was in park. <laughs> Joined this afternoon by surfing legend and ambassador for the Mercedes-Benz X-Class Ute that I was talking about about a week ago. Mick Fanning, good to have you back in the studios. Mick, and back in the country. You've got to shoot off pretty soon. Where are you going to go to somewhere horrible like Tahiti? Yeah, yeah. Is it Tahiti? Yeah, Tahiti's next. Oh, far out. <laughs> like life, it, eh? You go to people's holiday destinations for work. Yeah, oh. <laughs> I know. I picked the right job. Um, you've uh, you've got lots on. I know that you've recently been in uh, in South Africa. Obviously, uh, another incidents with sharks at J Bay. When are you guys going to learn? <laughs> Never. <laughs> it doesn't get to the point where you just go, okay, all right, let's just maybe look for a new venue. Yeah, no. Nah. It's, like, it's like when you go to a nightclub and you get rejected enough times, you go, you know what? Maybe this nightclub's not for me. There's only so many times I can say no, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but you also, too, you're getting around with um, David Pocock. I saw this, that uh, you were having a look at um, some of the anti-poaching uh, measures that are taking place in South Africa. What was that like and what were you doing? Yeah, it was amazing. Um, we we went over there, um, Dave and myself, uh, ambassadors for a group called Wild Ark. Um, their idea is to try and save the top 100 species around the world. Radio uh, presenters. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Is that one of them? Uh, go. Yep. We'd love to have you There's a few people board. laughing in this studio. Um, and, um, yeah, they just purchased, um, some new land in South Africa that backs onto the Kruger National Park. And, uh, we were going to go over and, uh, open up, um, this land, open it up to the National Kruger Park. And, um, unfortunately, all, you know, all the ticks and 
boxes didn't get get done. Um, but we went around and we, um, yeah, we learned about uh, all the anti-poaching stuff that's going on uh, with rhinos, elephants. Um, we got to uh, fly around helicopters and and planes and yep. and all kinds of fun stuff. But um, and I saw that you you're being um, savaged by attack dogs. That looked great. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good fun. thing to do. That's not a holiday, Mick. What's that about? Oh, it was pretty funny actually. We we just went through like a whole thing where we're looking at um all the rhinos and that uh, how many get poached and and then we walked outside and um they had a dog suit and they're like who wants to go are they anti-poaching dogs or something yeah yeah because they they looked very unfriendly yeah they're actually pretty friendly just not with a suit on Um, (laughs) so if any poachers get around in really heavily padded suits they're knackered if they just get around in a pair of shorts they're all right yeah i don't think so i think if (laughs) when the attacker goes they're on but um yeah it's Tried to run away from it, couldn't run, and then the thing just took me down so fast. And okay, so Mick, you've got a bit of a history with antagonising dangerous animals. <laughs> <laughs> have you thought about just taking a bit of a rest? Like you've gone, have you got any? Have you got any animals that could attack me? They're all a bit placid. Yeah, uh, mate. You've also um, last time I spoke to you, we were talking about uh, your brewing company, Bolter Brewery, that you got with the boys, uh, and I hear that you boys have invented your own sport as part of the brewery and. I presume that you'll take the credit for it, but somebody else has to come up with it. <laughs> I definitely didn't come up to it. I'm not that smart. What is it? Explain explain this new sport that you've made. Uh, it's called Tins of Glory. And what it is, it's oh, sort of like... I like it already. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's it's like curling, actually. Yeah. And you've got to yeah shoot your tin down. and uh, Full or empty tin? Full. Yep. And um, you've got to make sure that you get into, like, the, I think there's four different zones of where you can score. And uh, you got to get them in those different zones, and you know whoever has the most number after a few tins. This is sounding a lot like a nightclub, Mick. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> hey, it's a fun game at nightclub. You're, descri- <laughs> you're describing Ivy nightclub. Yeah. So, <laughs> and the board though, so it's like a shuffle board, but with tinnies. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And where do you, how do you get the the board? Is is there like can you buy them or do you make them or do no, you encourage no, people? The, what is it? The boys are gonna do. Um, we're doing a tour around Australia. Um, later in the year. So a bit like maybe building a, a skate ramp or something like that. It's a purpose built sport. You yep. take it around with you and then, and then you play that. Yeah. But it's only like three meters long. Yeah. That doesn't matter. <laughs> that doesn't matter. It still sounds awesome. I just like the idea of just going, look at the convenience of this. Cause I was going to drink a tinny and now I can slide a tinny. Exactly. Brilliant. It's almost as though it was uh, devised by somebody having a few tinnies and they've just gone, how can we come up with a sport that involves us not moving anywhere from this area right now? just like a pool table it's, in, in it's a sense. A bartender has basically come up with that because it's the idea of sliding yeah. the beer down to the drunk at the end of the bar without it rolling But now off. it's a sport. Yeah. So have you had a go on it? I haven't, no. Um, everyone, everyone, they released it down <laughs> in Melbourne, but every time they have one of them, I'm never home. So There's not enough sort of bitey bummed. animals involved for me. <laughs> 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 Start throwing. Uh, what can, have you got any snakes that can attack you whilst I'm... Um, I'm doing this? No? All right, okay. I'm going to Mick, uh, it's great to see you back in Australia. As it said, uh, you are heading off to Tahiti. You go to America first, and, and you're back into competition. And mm-hmm. um, what are you doing in the meantime in Australia? Obviously, you, you're getting around for Mercedes, but you've got some uh, family time as well, a bit of downtime. Yeah, just catching up with my niece down here in Sydney, which is good. And yeah, um, yeah been home for about 10 days, which has been good. And That's a long stretch, isn't it? It's huge for me. Um, yeah, so I've just been, um, yeah, just trying to get the body ready for... from some big waves, hopefully in Tahiti and hopefully well, they don't fall apart. Liam was recommending a very special masseuse uh, in Chinatown to me <laughs> earlier today. <laughs> so is it, Oh no, that's right. Sorry. But no. now that you've taken the piss, I'm going to ask you a question. Uh, <laughs> 
Mick, you're 36 at the moment. I want, I want an exclusive here on Merrick Bill. Mate, Olympics 2020. Are you, are you going for it? You'll be 39. Uh, no, I won't be competing in it, no. No, uh, what? No, I, it's... Um, Kelly's 45. Yeah, no. I I'm, uh, I can look in the mirror and uh, know where I'm not wanted. Um, <laughs> but look, I'll... I'll I can't. I'll... <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't have that ability. Yeah, no, there's going to be, um, the waves that it's in aren't my specialty. So, um, yeah, look, I'd rather see other, other kids go through and, um, and, you know, compete for a gold medal. I'll probably be on the beach with pom-poms and, and my beach chair just yeah. for Australia. So yeah, just I'll be there, but I just won't comp- be competing. Armchair. That's what you do. You get in the armchair and just tell them, you go, oh, I wouldn't have done that. That's exactly, what you want to be. Exactly. Mick Fanning, always a pleasure to have you in the studios, mate. Best of luck uh, with competition and also to the best of luck with your new deal with Mercedes-Benz, the X-Class U. It's been great to have you in the studios. Thanks very much. Be Thanks safe. for having me. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. The next billion seconds are the most important in human history as technology transforms the way we live and work. The smartphone, barely a decade old, has given billions access to information and capacities they've never had before. It's changing what we can do, and it's changing the shape of the future. So what does that future look like? Hi, I'm Mark Pesci, the host of The Next Billion Seconds, a new show on Podcast One. Join me as I speak to some of the brightest minds shaping that world, the people who are spending their lives forming that future. We'll hear about their work in helping shape those next billion seconds. Listen at podcastone.com.au or on the Podcast One app. Very interesting um, pieces of Sydney information have popped up. Some unearthing, some good, some bad. Um, asbestos has been found in the wiring <laughs> of the Sydney Opera that's, House. I, that's the bad that's one? That's the bad yeah, one. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, the giveaway there was the asbestos. Yeah. Uh, the company conducting the renovations to the iconic building um, said that uh, they uh, discovered some asbestos. Of course, they'll remediate and clear it out. Asbestos, nasty stuff. Um, and it's obviously going to be expensive. But uh, recently there was a very interesting, a, a different type of uncovering. This is the good one, in, obviously. Yeah, this is a great one okay. in Chalora. The Chalora rail yards were through World War II and Korea. Aircraft components and tanks were built here. And beneath storage sheds, we found fragments of that wartime heritage. But the Holy Grail is a secret tunnel and twin bunkers, buried and long forgotten. Yeah. Until now. Unreal! Oh no, I love that stuff. I know man. you do. I know That's you do. Such good stuff, that is, man. That is Merrick Watts' wet dream. That wow, no. <laughs> oh, no that no. is you've, that you've, is right in your wheelhouse, you know, though. Well, or my pants. Uh, so <laughs> it is. That's great. I love. I love history. I love Australian history. I love history in general about this city and about this country. And uh, I thought, you know, there's there's lots of things little uncovered gems that people don't know. You live in the city all of, your, all of your life and you may never know some of the most important and I suppose forgotten aspects of it, right? Mm. So I've come up with a segment and it may be a regular segment. It may <laughs> never be heard again. It's titled Sydney Uncovered, where I'm going to give you a little snapshot of some true history that you may not know. You might have heard about a part of it in Sydney, but you might not know the full story of this historical event in Sydney. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. It was also titled, as a working title, Unwanted History. <laughs> Merrick Bores People. <laughs> that was my suggestion. Stop talking on air. I don't care. We're not at school. 
There's a few titles, but yeah. we've gone with Sydney Uncovered because it seems to sell a little bit better. Yeah, our audio producer, Maddie has even made you a little open, America. Now, uh, okay, wait, before we do it, I'm okay. just going to say, today, I've picked the tank stream, right? Now, this was the first supply of fresh water that was found by settlers when they arrived in 1788. It is, uh, if you go down oh, George Street in the city, you might see just down near Hemisphere and those the, the venues down there, the nightclub uh, um, venues down there, there's tank. Yep. And there's tank stream, there's tank lane. And that comes from Tank Stream, which was the first freshwater supply and was absolutely imperative to settlement of Sydney in 1788. You're really selling this segment. I have to, because I'm the only person who wants to hear it. <laughs> Hasn't got off to a fly. Here's, here's just, this is just the intro you've created yeah, for this. But you, if you want to ring up with really positive feedback to Maddie. And my producer, do that. If you've got negative stuff, you know what? Just take a break. All right. This is just the intro, Miz. You live in this city, but do you know what lies beneath? This is an incomplete history of Australia's first colony. This is Sydney Uncovered. I'd listen to that. That sounds great. I'm hooked. I want to hear part two. Let's hear it. This is the story of the Sydney Tank Stream, the settlers' first water supply. When Captain Arthur Phillips sailed into Sydney Harbour on January 1788, searching for a place to take a crap after a pretty hectic sea voyage, he sailed around Benelong Point, now the site of the Sydney Opera House, and saw a wide-mouthed stream running into Sydney Harbour. Here, Philip established a new colony of people too stupid to wear shorts in summer and zero understanding of agriculture. Two perfect ingredients for cannibalism. Good planning. On exploring the stream, Philip discovered its beginnings in a swampy area between today's Hyde Park and Sydney Town Hall. Part of that swamp is still inhabited by a bunyip called Koshi at Martin Place. As the water source for both humans and their livestock, it was essential to maintain water quality in the stream. No pissing in it, Troy! Troy! Oh, f- seriously? Who invited Troy? Philip, with limited resources at his disposal and an increasingly desperate need for water, set his convicts to deepen the stream. Slaves, getting shit done since 1788. (laughs) They excavated the sandstone riverbanks in three or four places to create storage tanks. These tanks gave the stream its name, the Tank Stream. Governor Philip returned to England in 1792 due to ill health and a realisation that the best way to deal with a problem is to make it someone else's. In his absence, Commanding Officer Major Gross made a significant environmental decision. He allowed the military to build houses and pigsties in the tank stream's green belt, causing pollution and illness. Such a Troy thing to do. As the population grew, the quality of the water became a problem as people stopped wanting to drink what they called Brown Fanta. By 1828, all attempts to save the tank stream for drinking water were abandoned and it became an open sewer. And if you see some of the people come out of Tank Nightclub on a Saturday night, it makes total sense. Not even Justin Hems, with his mercurial marketing of venues, can sell the public a venue called Shit River. So, tank seemed like a good option. The stream was eventually fully buried beneath the growing city. And today, the tank stream functions as a stormwater drain. I blame Clovermore. And a resounding hit. We have one person who's offering (laughs) some feedback, Dave and Panania. Thank you for being a part of this. Dave, your thoughts? Mate, I loved it. Can you do Dubbo next week? No, sorry, mate. Only places of interest I'm doing. So. (laughs) Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, sorry, Dave. But thank you for your call anyway. (laughs) 
Merrickville here on Triple M. Thanks to the Xperia XZ Premium smartphone, smartphone from Sony. And a big thanks to History for providing some amazing <laughs> radio content. If you just missed it, you can download the podcast and hear me talking about tank strength. Head to triplem.com.au and, and pick up the uh, the Merrickville podcast, Merrickville FM podcast. Okay, so I asked people if, you, like if I, I just wanted to... You, you've unleashed a brand new segment, Merrick. Yeah, I love History. I really do. I'm really You love talking about it too as well. I love talking. Mm. I love talking. I love history. Yeah. I like lasagna. Is that pertinent? <laughs> so not. next week it's a history of lasagna. lasagna. <laughs> How good is that? <laughs> sheet by sheet, layer by layer. Uh, I'll uncover <clears> some <throat> lasagna anytime. No, we're talking about my Sydney Uncover. This is where we find out a little snapshot of history. You might have got uh, a little bit of a... Uh, you might have seen something in Sydney. You might know part of something about Sydney history. I want to delve a little bit deeper and give you a little bit of a snapshot. So I talked about the tank strain, which yeah. it was a little area. It's the first fresh water supply here in Sydney. Because you have, um, I wouldn't even call it general knowledge. Like general knowledge is, is knowing who Australia's first prime minister was. You, your knowledge Edmund is Barton. specific to the level that you know what kind of underwear Edmund Barton preferred and the mm. trade implications with Japan that his underwear choice had. It is, mm. It's mm. painful, mm. your level of knowledge mm. on this sort of stuff. Mm. So we created mm. a little vehicle for you to unleash it. And Sydney yep. Uncovered, we've, we've ha- and we've had <laughs> some feedback. We've got some calls on the line. Yeah, and we're only going to put to air people who were um, positive. Uh, all the other people who hated <laughs> it, they're not going to get to wear. Hello, Paul on the Central Coast. How you going, mate? Very, very good. <laughs> Paul. You sound like you've lived some history, Paul. Um, I'm just doing the Sydney Shuffle at the moment, so if you can entertain me and also inform me, I'm very appreciative of this segment. Yeah, good man. Are you, so you, where about you stuck on the freeway heading back up the coast? Nah, mate, I'm on the painful highway. Oh, Okay. Okay, mate. Well, listen, there's no doubt about it. That's a long, slow crawl. And so the 27 minutes that I took to do that last segment has probably chewed up a little bit. So, Hey, Paul, where are you from originally, mate? It's racist. Ireland. Ireland. It's racist. I thought, oh, no, I just thought I heard a Dutch accent and I got particularly no, excited. No, he does Dutch. He does just sound Dutch. not even from Van Schicken. Yeah, no, he's not Dutch. He's clearly from Ireland. You can tell because he sounds drunk. Oh, that's racist. No, he's not. He's driving. That's right. I know. He sounds drunk. I didn't say he was drunk. That's okay. racist, Liam. Let it go. <gasps> Marty in North Rocks. Hello, mate. Mate, how are you going? You Three. wanted on, honest and sincere feedback, right? Ooh. I, not don't really. know, I don't know if he said sincere. <laughs> I think he said positive. I don't think he wants honest feedback, but no, right, go well, for it. We'll take it anyway. I pull over. I got my, my boot lining out because it's the biggest piece of carpet I could get my hands on. I sat on it with my legs crossed, and I listened intently. <laughs> Are you serious, Marty? Mate, educational, but comedic, all boxes ticked. I love it. Marty, I'm not going to lie, there's a tiny little tear in the corner of my eye right now. That segment is coming back, and I'm going to do it two to three times every hour till the end of the year. Hey, it's must-see. It's, 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 it's radio you got to listen to. Mate, that's a promo right there. Let's make that promo. Radio you got to listen to. Joined this afternoon by comedian Cam Knight, who's just got his land legs back after a big trip on the high seas. Out I went. Out we went. I was on a four-day cruise. It was a comedy cruise with P&O. Took off here at Circular Quay. Went out to sea for two days, chucked a Yui and came back. Saw nothing. That's such... That's that's like my trip. It's awesome, mate. It's all the things I like. (laughs) Chucking a Yui, coming back. (laughs) 
too often I go to a destination yeah. with my family and we have time to look at stuff. Hang I out. Do I want to go do a conversation. Yui. Just go and do a Yui. Do a Yui. Do a cheeky burnout. In come the home. Ocean. Yeah. Drop it. Come good back. times. Yeah. Um, I've heard nothing but good things about the comedy cruises, mainly from comedians who perform on it. They love it. Yeah, they're excellent. You get on there, you're you're with like five acts and you do like a couple of galas. I did a 45-minute late show at 11 o'clock and everyone is on there because they love comedy. They do a comedy workshop. They can then, the people who went on that comedy workshop can then go and do a gong show. They do stand-up. And, mate, they weren't just doing joke jokes. They actually crafted and wrote bits, which I've now stolen. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a cruise ship. International but... waters, man. No, yeah, no, international no, waters, no. mate. I'm uh, a pirate. Piracy. Piracy. Yes. Piracy on the open waters. You're not yeah. even breaking piracy laws when you're being a pirate. Um, yeah. So you've, it's, the ship is, it's a proper, like it's a P&O. It's P&O, line. mate. Yeah, you can take your kids on there. They've got water slides and, and a zip line and they've got rock climbing and stuff. Or you got you can just chuck them in a crash and then go to the bar. Amazing. So yeah. during the day, you, you can just sit around canning on like a mongrel. And oh, yeah. then later on, you just go, you know, I might go and see a spot of comedy. Bang. 100%. And that's it for four days. That's it, four days. Mate, I'm sold. Yeah, I'm it's, it's excellent. Yeah. Come on down. Yeah. Come on in. Yeah, yeah I'll hook you up after the show, yeah, mate. Right. It's Damn very right. good. And everyone gets I'm, loose. I don't have to work on I can just go on. Yeah. Just, just come on, have a laugh. What? Not bring my family? Sure. Okay, hey, mate, I can not bring my I'm family. I'm allowed a plus one. You'll have to sleep with me. You have to share a bed with me. If we but drink enough. Top of we'll tail, it's we'll all right. We're mates. We'll see how we you go. know he'll get overly competitive and try and win the gong show at the end of the cruise, <laughs> though, as well. No, you know what'll happen? I'll lose it and then crack the shit. <laughs> That's classic Watts form. Yeah, yeah. Go in it. Think I'm going to nail it because you go, oh, well, hang on a second. I'm a professional comedian. These are all novices. Go up it. Everyone will be funnier than me. And I'll just crack the shits and say it was rigged and then I'll cry and probably substance abuse as well. That, that sounds like, oh, that mate, sounds like the way it. Trump's going to get out of power. So. <laughs> <laughs> the cruise yeah, that's it. Um, I, I love the idea of cruise. I haven't been on one for a long time. My missus mm. is, uh, said to me, we've got to go on a cruise. We've got to go on a cruise because, you know, they at, at the moment in Australia, it's one of the most popular forms of tourism. Yeah, they go everywhere. And you can go on little four-day cruises. You can go down to, like, I think they do one down to the uh, Grand Prix now. You know, you can go up yep. the coast. You can um, go Brizzy to Sydney. You can, you can yeah, go to, that's everywhere. You can go to fancy places like New Isle yeah. of Pines and yeah, all that yeah, sort of stuff, yeah. which I'm yet to do. I've only ever done five. Um, and most of the time I've just been at sea doing this sort of stuff. Yeah, but, but. There's, a, there's a lot to offer because, I, as I said, you know, Australians are right into it. I like the idea of it. But I, I, I haven't had a lot of experience. I went on a cruise ship with my parents when I was about... Oh, 10. And, you know, like, and these are the things, you know, you hear lots of people now, they talk about the, the, some of the horror stories, like particularly on radio, if they talk about cruise ships, they talk about the horror stories. They're not horror stories. They're yeah. awesome. I mean, some people get diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of barley, mate? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Ship, mate. Exactly. Bali, see how you go. And then a lot of people sort of complain, oh, it's a big floating RSL, but it's yeah, like, mate. Even, no, you're selling it. I know, this is, it's awesome. You can go, you know, yeah, and this... you can find nice places. There's a little, they had a speakeasy bar, like a hidden oh. little bar. You can go and hide in. They were doing whiskey and all sorts of different tastings and all this sort oh, of stuff. They, they take, they, you know, they, there was a guy on there, mate, the pizzeria, the dude who made the margarita pizza there, he won best margarita pizza in the world. Oh, he's, he's out on in, there, mate. He's out he's in, on the um, show. He's, he's out in Western Sydney. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he won best um, margarita pizza. I'm sorry, but for me, that's a tautology. That's well, you, it's just cheese. Yeah, it's the best margarita. It's like uh, it's the it's like saying you want stuff on it. Yeah, it's like saying the best pineapple. Of, this you heathen. The, this is the best cardboard in the world. <laughs> who cares? Come on, um, it was what, good. Some people do say like I, the first ship I ever did. Something weird happened to me. You'll love this. What? After my show, I was at the bar and this lady came up to me and she was speaking to me and she was like, oh, you should, you, you, you know, she was basically trying to coerce me into a threesome with her friend. 
And I was like, oh, hang on a minute. No, no, no. Like, I'm, I'm married. And then she just went, no, 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 you'll love it. And I was like, why? What, what's the story? And she goes, well, me and my friend, we've been best friends for years. And I was like, okay, what do you do? And she goes, I'm a cop. And I was like, okay, so is your friend a cop? And she's like, no, she's a stripper. And I'm like, this is, all of a sudden, I felt like I was in my own porn film. <laughs> okay, so just you know a what quick I mean? update, the P&O website yeah. has just No, this wasn't p This was not p okay. This was not p This no, was this a was separate ship. It was going to be P-P-Ando. That was peen. Uh, just peen. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I left that situation. I thought, this is hilarious. Mm. And um, no, nothing ever bad has ever happened like since. It's just been nothing but good no, times no, and nothing mean, but like, th- Nothing bad has happened since. Like, that was a bad thing. Well, it was weird. <laughs> it was very <laughs> weird. You know what I mean? I'm a cop and my friends are stupid. We were like a threesome. And you just go, yeah, that was a, that was a bad night. I mean, that was, that was the one bad experience I had at sea. <laughs> I want to open up the phones yes. to anybody who's been on a cruise ship and you've had good times. Like, you know, like I said, when people sometimes do uh, talk about cruise ships on radio, they talk about bad experiences, but this so vastly outweighed by great experiences. It might be, you know, first love, you met somebody on yep. a cruise ship. People asking people to yep. marry them on the ship yep. as well. Yeah, you know, funny incidents. Maybe, you know, you uh, just before you've gone on the cruise ship, something's happened to you, so therefore you're the only person with both legs in plaster casts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whatever's happened, good, bad, oh, have funny. You ever, have you ever slept walked a little bit and walked outside your room naked and locked yourself out your room? Yeah, in a car, and it was really steamy. <laughs> and then before I knew it, I was in an iceberg just going, I've picked the wrong oh, girl. And surely oh. you get those theme cruises as well. Like in the in the States, people have the kiss cruises and yeah. oh, they yeah. do too. Rob Gronkowski is a professional of, footballer. Not a lot of um, Titanic movie cruises though, <laughs> is there? I want to, one, triple, three, five, three, give Going us your, to the music. your great cruise story. <laughs> I know when I'm done. Get into your great cruise stories. If you've been on a cruise ship, you've got a cracking tail, get on board. One, triple, three, five, three. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit. Where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Mark Boris. Every single day in Australia, people are busting their guts in starting and running their own businesses. It's a big deal. 60% of Australians are hired by small to medium-sized business owners. These guys are doing their bit, buying stock, hiring people and paying their taxes. So what is it like to start your own business? How do you go from just running a business on the side after work to owning something much bigger? How do you make it your future? Join me on The Mentor, a weekly show on Podcast One where I speak to Aussie business owners who are working through just that. I find out what makes them tick. I help them work out their next steps for their growth and for their future. The Mentor with Mark Burris. Listen now at podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app. Joined this afternoon by comedian Cam Knight, who's just got back from a P&O comedy cruise ship. I'm surprised that like thousands of people go on a cruise ship, yeah? Yeah, there's about 2,000 on this boat. It was, wow. This was the new P&O Explorer, so it's just been refitted. And um, yeah, I mean, that's more of a pop- that's twice the population of the town I grew up in. Wow. And they should really, I mean, if, it, if it is a comedy cruise, they should call it Boaty McBoatface. <laughs> really, just rename Funny it. McBoat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boaty McBoatfloat. Um, and you go out uh, for a four-day cruise of comedy and good times. I've yeah. t- you've sold it to me. Mate, it's awesome. Great food, great laughs, great good times. beers. Good times. And here's the thing. Good times. Good times had on cruise ships is what we're talking about. We've got Trace in Katoomba. Hi, Trace. Hi. How are you going? Yeah, really right. good. You've got a great story from a cruise ship. Yeah, I worked on the fair star for two years. Oh, oh fair yeah. dinkum mm. on the fair oh, star. It was awesome. <laughs> was it? What was, yeah, I met it? my husband on there. He worked in duty-free. 
Oh, that's nice. That's great. Mm. That's lovely. Oh, he's just come past with a trolley, and you've gone, hello. <laughs> hello. Hello, trolley dolly. My name's Tracy from Katoomba. <laughs> what have you got for a discounted? Did he, yeah, did he get the ring on special? <laughs> no, we didn't get married then. We actually split up after that and got back oh, together. Oh, oh, turn off the music. Sorry. Oh, no, but you got oh. back together? Yeah. Oh, that's back, good. Bring there the music go. back. Beautiful. <laughs> Wasn't too sure. Sorry about that. So, Trace, what were you doing on the cruise ship? What were you doing on the first I, I worked in as a stewardess. I worked behind the bars and serving drinks and all of that kind of stuff. What are the Servicing what are, the, the customers? Yeah, what are the what are the you know like kind of great inspirational moments have you seen on the ship? Have you seen you know people uh, proposing to each other and and accepting? Because I know that a lot of people get fairly you know uh, romantic and and there's often proposals on the boats. And when I say romantic, they try to root cam. I got four oh, proposals. Oh yeah. yeah, lots of oh, lots yeah. of romance, mm. as they say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> In a, loving Good. an elevator. Yeah, I was going to say, where's the weirdest place you've seen romance on the cruise mm, ship? Yeah. Mate, well, I've seen romance in in the showers, in the cabins. In well, Trace, um, have you thought about not being deck? in their room? You're crazy. Yeah, stop hiding. <laughs> yeah, Trace, you're not meant to be there. That's a part of your service particulars is to be in the cupboard, you creep. What are you doing? <laughs> The hey dad cruise ship. What are you doing in the cupboard? Oh, just doing some margaritas. You want some? Yeah. Are you thirsty? Like you look like you've worked up a sweat. <laughs> some people say these showers are crowded, but I think the three of us are fine. <laughs> Tracy from Katoomba, thank you very much. We're getting the wind up and I can understand why. <laughs> it's a very sad day for a lot of... Um, followers of Triple M, a lot of people who would know Andrew Denton, either you know from television, but of course, legendary here in the studios of Triple M. Uh, he's been reported that he's had to undergo multiple bypass surgery after being diagnosed with an advanced um, heart condition. So mm, uh, all of our thoughts, everybody here at Triple M was just like sad faced yeah. immediately because there's literally areas in this building that are named after there's him. There's a Denton room. Yeah, there's a Denton room. Where's the Merrick room? I think I think it's downstairs in the car park. I, I think, think is where people put their bikes. Oh, yeah. well. Oh, there's a sense. photo of you in the urinal. <laughs> <laughs> That's no. I get pissed on enough. <laughs> uh, all our thoughts are with Andrew and, of course, his family. I just sent him a text message. Yeah, because I've got his number because I'm friends. Yep. And yep. I just all said, right. uh, uh, thoughts are with you. And then I said, um, kick your own heart in the dick and get better ASAP. It's probably the most eloquent message you'll get. Yeah, he was, known, he was known as the, the, wonder, the boy wonder. From indoor cricket in the hallways of Triple mm-hmm. M. Mm-hmm. So you, you play play a good match out here, do you? No idea. Right. No idea. Right. So obviously we're not doing that now. That was mm. a, a, from another time. <laughs> but apparently, okay. when they were doing it, he was the boy wonder. Okay. That <laughs> was when indoor cricket was at its height. Remember yes. back in the. Mm. Remember that? Remember when indoor cricket was like massive? Yeah. It was gone. Look at that! You can play that game outside indoors, and we're like, wow, wow. this is astonishing. This is even great. I had to go, and I don't even like cricket. <laughs> and I was having to go at indoor cricket, and then I just went, wow. Yeah. And 2020 everyone, was nowhere to be seen at that point. No, and then, then my, you know, everyone gets a nickname at indoor yeah, cricket, yeah. and straight away it was Katie Lang, and I have not shaken it since. <laughs> I was playing on a women's team, I so smell a comeback. <laughs> Back in 2013, mm. 1.2 million high-quality counterfeit DVDs was seized from a home in Quakers Hill. Yesterday, one man was sentenced to four years and six months prison for possession and sale of the DVDs, which the court says had the potential value of $21 million. <laughs> <laughs> No. No one's going to look at those. They cost like two cents in barley. Yeah. 
What are you talking about? Yeah, four years later, what? Who even uses How DVDs? That even... How'd you come up with 21 million? What? Oh, 21 million. What? This is like when you know when this, you see police raid a crop, right, of marijuana, yeah. and they yeah. go, with a street value and two tons of street value worth $3 million. Mm. And you just go, well, you haven't shaken off all the dirt. So, <laughs> and most of that is leaf, and there's no quality in that, and there's a lot of stem. So, really, it's about four grand. And who's watching DVDs that that much nowadays? You know, like get with the no now. One. It's like saying as well, like I've got every Commodore sixty four computer game ready for you. Just on, <laughs> yeah. I've burnt that off. I've got some hypercolor t shirts ready too, mate. <laughs> it's a bit of a redundant crime, isn't Nobody's it? Nobody's looking at that. It's such a yesterday crime. Like I it mean, is. it's if you feel like I mean, if you've been pirating uh, online. Mm. You just go, well, I mean, obviously, you know, you know what you're doing. But when you feel a bit sad for the bloke. Yeah, it's not, it's oh. not very now. So, yeah, I've just got some Rubik's Cubes. So they don't oh. work. It's just blocks of cheese I've coloured in with texture. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Yeah, it's funny, though. <laughs> it's weird. Halfway yeah. through, you can eat. If you, if you can't figure out the puzzle. Well, I'll just eat, eat my way eat through this thing. Yeah. But, I mean, you just feel sorry for a bloke. Because 2013 is not really that long ago. No. Uh, but... Now, four years on, there's such a redundant technology. The idea of anybody trying to sell you a counterfeit DVD, you just go, mate, are you kidding? And mm. how, so how long's he got to do? He's got to do... He's, he's going to do four years, mate. Four years. Oh, well, I hope he's watched four on those DVDs. Months. I hope he watched um, Prison Break. He's watched Shawshank. <laughs> Shawshank. <laughs> Shawshank yeah. Redemption, a lot of It's that. not all oranges and new black, champion. That's oh, for sure. Oh, not where you're going. <laughs> not where you're going. Does not have a happy... But even, even, the, even you know, the comparison he's going to have in jail with mm. the guys who he is, you know, Living with now, sharing yeah. cells with. Yeah. What'd you do? Oh, oh. you know, manslaughter, kidnapping. Yeah. yeah. What about you? I'm a pirate. <laughs> I'm a pirate. What do you mean you're a pirate? Do you dress up as a pirate? <laughs> we can make you dress up as a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. No, oh, this just, has gone wrong. Just a really big Star Wars fan. Uh, yeah, it I just mean, got I, out of control. I made Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I can get a copy for you if you want. That's what he'll be. De- no, he'll be dealing in that. You know, some people yeah. deal with cigarettes. He'll deal in DVDs. Well, here's the thing, right? 1.2 million counterfeit DVDs are going to be destroyed by court order. Mm. Um, why destroy them? Yeah, just I mean, send them made. to fancy mobiles. You can <laughs> hang you on your veranda. What do you do with them? You can t- put them up in your fig tree oh, to get rid, of, uh, <laughs> get rid of crows. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's exactly right. Sometimes you see them in homes uh, in the sometimes in the inner west and sometimes uh, in the southwest of Sydney as well. Mm. You'll see, uh, like say, fig trees and um, other fruit trees. Yeah. And people put CDs up in there yep. to scare away birds there from eating go. them. Or yep. that's or, good. What if? What about this? What about fancy necklaces? For Ibis. <laughs> yeah? I mean, have you ever wanted to see a cross between an Ibis and Clover Moore? Huh? Oh, yeah, huh? Now I do. Huh? I do now. Huh? Yes. I think so. A choker around a, the dirty bin chicken. Are you saying you want to choke Clover Moore? No. <laughs> I think that's what you just said. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Did not say that. I was just saying they could make a decorative form of mm. necklace wear mm. for a bird that has an elongated neck. Is what I was very specifically what, saying. Why is. don't instead of the next foreign investment payment we probably make to Indonesia, send these over small business startups? There you go. You're giving them back, if anything. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's the they give back policy. Yeah. You give them back to people. Well, that's maybe that's like it's a, like a, a gift on return. So you know, when people come to Australia as illegal immigrants, it's an illegal item. You give them one, and you just go, "Oh, you're going back to Manus Island. Here you go. You're something for the trip, mate. At least you got some DVDs to watch on that horrible boat journey back there, yeah. that awful prison camp. Mm. I don't think we've solved Ooh. anything here. Yeah.
That went downhill, didn't it? What did you want to do with <laughs> Clovermore? <laughs> I didn't want to do anything with Clovermore. I was just suggesting that if you've got a fruit tree and you need to scare away native birds, if you put Clovermore in that tree... <laughs> yeah, your fruit covered, will flourish. Covered in DVDs. <laughs> there's a very good chance that native birds will not attack your tree. <laughs> Paleo Pete is in hot water again. Oh, what a shame. Because <laughs> he's a chef, he's in hot water. Uh, he's salt and then some pasta. He <laughs> uh, doesn't eat pasta. No, that's no. right, he doesn't. Mm. Because no. he's paleo. Mm. It'd paleo. be just, what, paper mache Z- and hope. No. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Something like that. Full. <laughs> you know how I feel about him. <laughs> well, I do now. I wasn't sure. I'm a massive fan. But uh, he's in drama. I'll just give you a quick background. Yeah. He's uh, he's made a documentary, mm. uh, which is in cinemas all around Toowoomba. Can't um, wait to not see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it's called The Magic Pill. Oh, yeah. Has he made a magic pill? Is that what it's alluding to? I think so. But he depicts the paleo diet as a treatment for chronic diseases as severe as diabetes, cancer, and autism in children. And uh, surprisingly, it's been slammed by the Australian Medical Association, which, last time I checked, is full of bloody doctors with their bloody degrees and stuff. Yeah. And as a movie maker, that's way worse than being slammed by a critic. Hang on. Did he he watch Limitless and go, you know what? (laughs) I can do that. I can do that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to cram the diet in a pill. I'm going to do it with bone broth. I mean, I've taken pills that have made me feel like I was a golden god in a rainforest, but (laughs) it turns out I was just having a shower at my mate's house without asking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know. I'm laughing because I know that exact circumstance has actually happened. <laughs> you went, that wasn't just, oh, yeah. I'll just pull something out of left field and make it up. And go, no, I remember that time. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit What's of that. What's in his pill? I want to know. Oh, well, I think it's it's all that paleo stuff. And look, here's the thing is that I, I see elements of paleo diet and go, you know what? That kind of appeals to me. Mm. Uh, I, I wouldn't go on it necessarily myself. Have you ever gone on like, a, a, not a fad diet, but have you ever gone into kind of like, a specific regime with eating or with your diet where you've just gone, I'm just going to do this for a period of time? Yeah, I tried to be a vegetarian last year. It lasted 10 months. My wife said that my, what did she say? She said that my moralistic dilemma greatly inconvenienced our whole family. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. We should get Cam's wife on the show. Let's get some ribs. (laughs) That's the sentence you hear before. I think we need to see other people. Yeah, (laughs) she hated it. She absolutely hated it. Okay, at what point did you just go, despite the fact that your wife hated you being a vegetarian, yeah. why did you go vegetarian anyway? I just don't think farming's sustainable, and I just thought me, one person in this big old world, could make a difference. Turns out you can't. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. okay, what did you miss most when you were being a vegetarian? Bacon. Bacon. Mm. And it just like. It's just always a, bacon. I know, it's bacon, bacon ribs, it? you know, the bad stuff, the good, yeah, yeah. The good bad stuff. Yeah, because like oh. th- that bacon and not bacon stuff, you know, not, not it's, what are you doing? What not am I doing? Yeah. I love bacon. Yeah. Oh. I, I love bacon too. It's good stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, t- you know what was difficult too? Like everyone's going on to me, oh, you've got to eat free range eggs. You've got to eat free range. It's mate, I live in a two bedroom apartment with my wife and two kids. <laughs> I'm barely free range. <laughs> I'll eat whatever egg comes on my plate, champion. <laughs> well, Pete Evans has been in trouble, as I say, with this. And yeah. uh, look, he's an interesting character, Pete. He's not like it's a, he's a bad bloke, but... He's got such conviction in his beliefs yeah. that sometimes I don't think he balances that with the general sense from the community that 
maybe he's not a doctor. I think the or, activated or almonds have made him a little nutty. <laughs> <laughs> he's, it's activated something. <laughs> it has. Unlike the tablet that you took, which activated <laughs> something. And in fact, that have, but that, I know it not to be true. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not peddling it. No, that you know ac- that activated emotions is what you had. <laughs> yeah. uh, listen, I wrote something about paleo, Peter Dane. Oh, we don't have lot. We've, we've run out of time. Oh, oh. You guys fluffed what? around talking about Cam and his wife and his and his attempts at being a veggie <laughs> and faking, and we've run out of time, unfortunately. Ooh. We've got just enough time to plug Cam's gigs, though. Oh, there yeah, okay, you go. great. All right. Well, I mean, that's a massive concession for me after all that hard work. <laughs> which which I'm sure Cam's gigs are as funny as the sketch you wrote. <laughs> are you doing the comedy store this weekend? I'm headlining the comedy store this weekend. Oh, excellent. And then I'm touring around with the Sydney Comedy Festival Showcase out regionally, uh, doing uh, Griffith and, and Wagga and whatnot. But also, yeah, I've got screw it, them. Yeah, I've got my solo, <laughs> <laughs> solo show at the Sydney Comedy Store, a whole hour of me on September the 1st at 7 p.m. Book now because tickets are going to go so quickly. They're going to go much like, quicker, quicker, like, like hot activated almonds. <laughs> much quicker than the tickets to Pete's movie. <laughs> in Toowoomba. Yeah, I literally saw that at the bottom of the press release. It said, um, there's limited screenings right around Australia tonight in Toowoomba. And I went, you're starting in Toowoomba? <laughs> yeah. That's where you end, mate. You don't, nothing starts in Toowoomba except for her. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, we're going. You say goodbye to Cam? Cam, great to see you again, mate. Thanks for having me. See you next time. See you later. (laughs) Get your Xperia XZ premium smartphone from Sony today on plan or outright from Telstra, Vodafone, Virgin Mobile, Optus, JB Hi-Fi and Sony with world-first smartphone technology like super slow-motion video playback and 4K HDR screen that delivers lifelike colour and definition. A camera so advanced, it captures images the human eye can't see. For details and T's and C's, visit sonymobile.com forward slash AU. Merrickville. 104.9 Triple M.